Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about one of the best decisions I've made in a very long time. I went to go see my friend, Dr. McCracken at Denver Hair Surgery. I was tired of losing my hair. I had two hair transplants prior. Uh, it was painful to go through the procedure, uh, the recovery. That was painful as well. I have a huge scar in the back of my head to prove it. But going to Dr. McCracken with the new technology that he used, it was as easy as you can possibly get. Uh, It was so painless that I actually took videos of the procedure going on, which seems strange. And then the recovery could not have been any easier. I'm starting to grow back my own hair, which I'm absolutely thrilled about. I wear hats all the time, feel self-conscious about losing my hair. I joke with the person who does my hair when I get a cut. You know, I used to say, you know, I should just save the money instead of going to the barber and just let it all fall out naturally. I don't have to do that anymore. That's why I went to go see Dr. McCracken at Denver Hair Surgery. You should do the same thing. Mention you heard this. On this show, to save 500 bucks, go to denverhairsurgery.com. That's denverhairsurgery.com. Time now for The Lead. The Lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. I think I'm on my own island as I ask you this question. Would you rather play in the AFC West or would you rather play in an easier division like the NFC North? I'd rather play in the NFC North. I if wouldn't. I've got a really good team, yeah, yeah, I'd rather play in the NFC North. You know what? I got to tell you, if you're a Broncos fan, it feels like 10-plus of the games that they're going to be playing this year are going to be titanic battles, and that's what I want. First of all, every game in division, six games right off the hop, are going to be titanic battles. Yeah. And they're going to be fun games to watch. You're going to see guys playing at a high level. You have a high-level quarterback going up against teams with other high-level quarterbacks. I, I, it's all about the playoffs. I get it. But, man, these games are going to be fun to watch. And then you take those six games. You play the Rams. Yep. You play the 49ers who went to the NFC Championship game. Right. You play the Cardinals who were a playoff team. Right. You play Baltimore. Right. So that's 10 games. Yeah, like that. And then you play a team that was the number one seed last year in the playoffs. That was Tennessee. Yep. And we've talked about the Colts. If the Colts get Baker Mayfield, they're right in there. They're in the playoff conversation. Okay. If That's you had, twelve right. games. Right. If you had to make a prediction right now, let's exclude Thursday night football because everybody pretty much has to play in Thursday night football. How many games do you think will feature at least one AFC West team? Okay. Sunday night. Monday night. So there are 34 games. 34 mm-hmm. games between Sunday night and Monday night. How many of those games will feature at least one AFC West team? 17. 
That's where I was going to go to. Exactly. How, and it'll be game. I mean, games like not just against the against themselves. It's going to be games like Broncos Ravens, for example, maybe right. or Chiefs Rams or 49ers Chargers. Or Raiders Cardinal. I mean, there there are just all sorts of permutations that you're going to see. Uh, you're going to see on the schedule. Um, I mean, I believe, for example, it is the uh, the Chargers draw the Browns. Well, I mean, right? Who who wouldn't want a taste of Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert uh, in prime time? They're, they're going to. It's easier to go through for these four teams in the AFC West. The matchups that aren't relevant, because like basically we could basically distill it down for the Broncos, probably about five games, right? The Jets, the Panthers, the Jaguars, uh, the Texans, and the Seahawks. And even the Seahawks comes dripping with drama because it's Russell Wilson's return. Yeah, that won't be a nationally televised. See, game. I think it. I think that one it might. might. I, I, I'm I'm on record predicting that will be the first Amazon Thursday night game. It might be. It might be. The Bills are going to be heavily featured. Patriots will get a game or two for sure, right? You know the Bengals. You know the Browns now, okay? And the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Tennessee will get a game or two. We'll see about the Colts, Texans, Jaguars, probably none. Every team in the AFC West. And then, of course, you have to go to the NFC because everybody wants to watch the Cowboys. Cowboys, listen, we're 12-5 and last year. They're going to get a minimum of two games. Anybody else in that division shouldn't. I think but they, they will. And really if we factor if we factor Thursday night football in and then those Saturday windows as well, uh the maximum I believe is you, that you can get is six. Right. I think you'll see the I don't know if the Broncos may will get six. I think they may get like four or five. But I think the Chiefs will max out. I think the Raiders will max out because they're a draw. Oh, every team in the I AFC, think the Bills the West will max I think out. the Bill in the Bills will max out the Rams will max out the Cowboys will max out the and the the Bucks will max out and the and the Packers will too because there's you know there's they still have Aaron Rodgers like I I think you may look at um for like like some some matchups that come up like for example the Chiefs get the Bucks again right they I mean but, there's. The networks are going to fight over that game. Right, and I'll, I'll give you a couple of other games. We'll see who the Packers pick up in free agency. Because remember, they have money. They might get a Cole Beasley. They might get... Um, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Might get both. So, so let's look at their schedule, okay? Maybe Packers-Cowboys. Packers-Rams, that sounds good. Packers-Patriots, maybe, right? Packers-Buccaneers. Packers, Bills. Those are the games. But I will tell you this. Shame on, shame on the, the the networks if they don't have a Titanic matchup every single week for Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football because they really have an opportunity to pull from about 12 teams who at some point on the schedule will be playing each other. Now, Fox or CBS might say, we want to pull that back. Well, that's the other thing. Fox and CBS have to be placated. The other thing is, every team has to have one national window, right? Yep. So, do not be surprised if you see, for example, like, I'll just give you an example. Broncos, Jaguars, don't be surprised if you see that pop up as a Thursday night game. 
It's Thursday night. I'm not counting Thursday night. I count Thursday night. I don't. Yeah, that's the, the NFL counts those for national Well, you purposes. know why? Because yeah. the Jaguars have to play. On, that's what I mean. Yeah, you're, so you're going to see, the, but these count, like the Thursday night counts toward all the national windows. Right. And I think that's going to be a way to get some of those lesser teams on is saying, oh, the AFC South is playing the AFC West. But we'll do Jags, Broncos. We'll do Chiefs, Texans, that kind of thing. Right. All right. Uh, coming up after the break, Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ, is going to join us next to recap easily the craziest week of free agency in NFL history. And that is not hyperbole. You don't believe it is? Come on. Todd Davis is next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Got a little bit of breaking news uh, coming in, Alex. Todd Davis was signed? No, but they did sign somebody. A backup quarterback, Josh Johnson, who you might remember last year filling in for the Jets uh, uh, br- briefly. This will be Josh Johnson's 13th team over the course of, of his career. Can learn a system very quickly, pretty dependable backups. So Josh Johnson looks like he's going to be the Broncos' number two quarterback. So you are saying about Josh Johnson two things. One, he should always have an ample supply of change of address cards, and he shouldn't buy milk. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our guy, Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ in 2015 with the Broncos. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. How are you, Todd? I'm doing great. How are you? Have you ever in your life seen a week like this in free agency, especially in the AFC? It's like we have breaking news every other hour. Today, it is Deshaun Watson going to the Browns. End of our show yesterday, Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. But let's concentrate on the AFC West. In all my years watching football, I don't ever remember a buzzsaw of a division like the AFC West. Yeah, the AFC West is definitely looking packed with talent right now. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of people, and I feel like it's either going to be the Super Bowl championship champion comes out of the AFC West, or you're so banged up with how hard you have to fight through to get out of the AFC West that you fall off in the first round. Well, which do you think it'll be? I really believe that a Super Bowl champion uh, could come out of the AFC West. There's so much talent, so many teams that know how to win uh, in the playoffs and have a long history of uh, being good. So I really feel like uh, whether it's the Broncos or the Chiefs, um, you know, even the Chargers might surprise you with how good they can be this year. I think it's clear the Broncos got 
the improved the most of these teams because they did upgrade the quarterback in Russell Wilson. But beyond the Broncos, which of the other these other teams improved the most over the last few days? And you know what? I'll give you a list just to refresh. Okay, so we know that the Browns got to Sean Watson. The Chiefs just picked up Juju Smith-Schuster as a third wide receiver or a second wide receiver. Uh, the Raiders got Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones. The Chargers traded for Khalil Mack, picked up the best corner on the market, J.C. Jackson, and Sebastian Joseph Day. I, I really feel like the Raiders had the best last few days. I mean, think about a dynamic edge rusher in Chandler Jones, and you think about arguably, you know, top top two, top five receiver in Devontae Adams. Um, I think I think it doesn't get any better than that as far as what they've been able to do in the last week. We are talking with Todd Davis, segment brought to you by the Davis Fund. Uh, Andrew and I had this conversation in the last break or in the last segment, and I'll be curious to know what you think because we were split on this. If you were on the Broncos, would you rather play in the AFC West or a considerably easier division like the NFC East? No, I want to play against the best. If I consider myself the best, and I think the only way you are the best is if you beat the best. So why not play against them? Why not have the tough games and the, the prime time get matchups that everybody wants to see? I think that's where you want to be. Um, you don't want to be in a division where you're going to steamroll everybody. Um, you feel like you're the best, play with the best, and we'll see what happens. What do you think I said? What do you think Andrew said? I think you said you want to go to a cupcake division where you don't have to. <laughs> have you seen me lift weights in the gym? Do I sound like I want light weights? No, I feel like you You want an easy job. Nope, just the opposite. I said exactly what you said. But to Andrew's point, look at, look at the Packers in their own division. They were always cruising to the first or second seed, but you know what? What has it gotten them? Nothing, really. Nothing. Yeah, I mean... I think that the thing comes up is like with Buffalo, for example, which has a, a an easier path. And so now that the road to the Super Bowl might go through uh, Buffalo, that that was uh, that was my argument. Hey, I wanted to ask you about um, about Josie Jewell, of course, uh, at your at your position. Broncos re-signed him this week, two year contract. Among the options the Broncos have, why do you think Jewell made the most sense for them? I think he does a lot um, that people don't see. Um, he takes pride in making sure that everybody understands their job and everybody's where they need to be. Um, I think a lot of the, the reasons why the Broncos have trouble stopping the run or even certain pass coverages um, later in the season when he wasn't there is because so many people rely on him to tell them what they're supposed to do. Um, so I think he's a commander, he's a leader, um, and he definitely knows his job and knows everyone else's. So I think that's one of the reasons why they find him. He, he's, he's, he's smart, he's He's uh, articulate. He knows how to do his job. So I think he's a great player for him. You brought something up a couple of weeks ago when uh, one of us asked you, do you think the Broncos are serious Super Bowl contenders? And you said, not right now because they don't have the veteran leadership. Now I'm going to take this another step. Okay? Do you think the Broncos can even make the playoffs when you look at the AFC? You have the Chiefs and Mahomes, Raiders, as you said, probably improved more than anybody during this, you know, week offseason. I know the Broncos got Russell Wilson. The Chargers have a ridiculous pass rush now with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. And, oh, by the way, looking at the Raiders' pass rush, uh, they have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Then throw in the Bills. 
then throw in the Pats, who already made the playoffs last year. The Browns just got Deshaun Watson. The Ravens are getting back Lamar Jackson. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year, and now they finally have a healthy Derrick Henry. And oh, by the way, the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year. That Those are 10 teams. Only seven are going to make the playoffs. And oh, by the way, if the Colts pick up Baker Mayfield, now you can add Indy to the list. Yeah, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, they're not Super Bowl contenders just yet. Um, but I do feel like they have a strong hope to make the playoffs. I feel like if you look back over the years, even when our quarterback wasn't as good as Russell Wilson, the games were close. Um, we had shots towards the end of the year that always make the playoffs. We really were in control of our own destiny and kind of let it slip out of our hands by the way we play. So I feel like the AFC West is always competitive, and I definitely feel like they could be, uh, you know, the number two team out of the AFC West and make the playoffs. I definitely feel like that. Looking at uh, who the Broncos picked up, they also added Randy Gregory this week. Uh, Why do you think Gregory might fit what the Broncos want to do on the edge? Well, I always feel like you need two um, edge rushers to really have a good uh, pass rush. Um, You know, him and Chubb, I think, will work really well together. They're both great at getting the ball out of the quarterback hands and creating fumbles. Um, and I think they'll be hard to uh, create mismatches or easy to create mismatches for offenses. Um, you can only chip and double team, you know, one side of the line. And most of the time, the other side will have a one-on-one. So I think it would be great for them to work as a pair um, of edge rushers, and I think they'll be able to get home. All right, let's talk a little bit more about Randy Gregory. Okay? You know as well as anyone, availability is just as important as ability. He was suspended for marijuana use in 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. I understand his talent, but if you were in that locker room, and Gregory actually talked to the media today, and he said, I think I'm past this, but it has been a year, year and a half, right? He's moving to the state of Colorado where like a Starbucks, you could find a pot shop on every single corner. If you were his teammate, would you be a little concerned that he might go back to his own ways? No, I have to trust him. I think that everybody has uh, moments of growth, and um, you know they do things necessarily not necessarily the right way as a young player. Um, you know, I know his past says one thing, but the last year says something different. So it definitely feels like he has turned the corner and moving toward a more positive. Uh, stance with marijuana. So I definitely feel like, um, you know, he's got it under control. And I feel like you you have to give him that trust first, and then if something happens, then you deal with it. But you have to trust him. As a new teammate, as a new member of your team, you give him, your, you give him that trust and see what he does with it. How much can the Broncos, kind of the locker room and the players, and in particularly bringing in Russell Wilson, how much can that help Randy Gregory with these issues? That'll be huge. Um, I think having leaders on the team who, uh, I guess, are so far away from, um, you know, drugs or whatever it may be, um, I think it'll be a great influence on the whole locker room. Um, I remember talking and talking about the similarities between Justin Simmons and Russell Wilson, how they're just so strong, uh, good men, uh, men of God, and I feel like they'll have a good hold on their locker room and be able to lead it down the right direction. So having guys like that in the in the, in the locker room definitely be good for him. When we were at the gym and you were lifting very, very heavy weights, by the way, I might add, you told me that you watched 
uh, a good part of Russell Wilson's press conference. What impressed you about what he said? Uh, I think there was a lot of things that impressed me about him. Um, it was his presence, his demeanor. Um, that's how it's supposed to feel when, uh, you know, the man steps into the room, when the guy that's supposed to lead your team um, takes the stage. That's how it's supposed to feel. That's the confidence you're supposed to get. Um, I know that, you know, I had chills watching the, the interview, had me ready to shackle my pads and my helmet one more time to go play. Um, and then just his attention to detail, him being able to watch all 17 games three times in a week, um, that he knew players by name. He knew specific plays they had, met, they had made um, in different games. Um, it shows that he's invested. It shows that he's um, here, ready to win and ready to work. So, you know, he really impressed me. Would it make sense to bring back Chris Harris Jr. into this locker room? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I feel like, you know, he's definitely a great player for the Denver Broncos. I do think the team has um, kind of changed directions from the no-fly zone, so um, it's definitely not the no-fly zone anymore and kind of has shifted to where I feel like Justin Simmons is kind of the lead man. So bring him back into the fold, um, I think it would be good for the fans and good for the media. Um, I think that he um, would have to send the Spanish Justin's team now, so, you know, you never know. Is there a difficulty with a guy who played as long as he did here, Chris Harris Jr., adapting to a guy who was young when he got here, a rookie, now being the leader, is, is that is that difficult? Well, I feel like um, with anything, I think you go back to a situation where you were the man and you were the leader. You expect to go back um, to that same position of leadership. Um, and sometimes at the game of football, things change when you're away and new people step up and new leaders emerge. Um, so I do think that it's difficult to go back to a place where you were once the head coach or you were once the team captain and now you have to be a position coach or you have to be uh, somebody that maybe has to come off the bench or just necessarily not the man. So it's always tough to go back to an environment where you're used to being the man. So I definitely think that that's difficult. Among the people the Broncos brought in this week was uh, DJ Jones from San Francisco. So from your perspective as an inside linebacker, how does somebody like DJ Jones help those guys at the second level do their job better? Man, a good D tackle is priceless. Um, you know, they'll make your job so much easier being able to take on double teams because really um, the D line and linebackers work together um, because a lot of times old linemen do work double teams from the D lineman to the linebacker. But if the D-lineman is so dynamic and good they can't come off of the double team, then that allows me to be free to make as many plays as I want to make because they're so tied up with him. So I think that he has that um, ability. He's definitely a big, strong, uh, dominant force on that D-line. So I think he'll make Josie, Josie's life very, very easy. Tell us about the Davis Fund. So the Davis Fund is a nonprofit um, real estate uh, investment fund that my wife and I started together uh, where we work um, to build homes for people in our community. Um, you know, our biggest project we have right now is building homes back in our hometown of Palmdale, California. Uh, we're working with the mayor's office and the city planner to help to finalize, um, to build 1,500 uh, homes for people in need. Um, so be, we'll be able to uh, provide assisted living. And uh, we just want to help our community, man. So that's what we're doing. As a nonprofit, how is all of that funded? Um, so, you know, there's a piece of it that's a nonprofit, and there's a piece of it um, that is funded by mostly myself, um, but also 
um, donations and different people in the community, and um, the mayor is actually helping to fund part of it as well. So uh, we definitely have a lot of hands on board. If people want to help out and be one of those hands on board, how do they uh, how do they get involved? Uh, the best way is to check us out at btibabes.com. Um, we have a lot of information about, um, you know, our fundraisers, our events, and things we have coming up. Also, you can email me at todddavis at thedavisfund.com. Um, get in touch, reach out, um, talk to us. Let us know how you would like to help uh, the community and how we can help you. So, thank you. Todd, have a great weekend. All uh, right. You too. Take care. See you, man. Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. Coming up after the break. How would the Broncos look right now had George Payton selected Justin Fields and not Patrick Sertan? And Ronald Darby is the only cornerback really on this roster. How would they look? That's next. I believe every lie that I ever told. Paid for every heart that I ever stole. Start your bracket with a bang. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook giving new customers a $150 instant bonus guaranteed. That's right. You're going to get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of 5 bucks or more. How you bet your bracket? Up to you. So many different choices. You can go money line, totals, prop bets, so many different different options for you. Plus, with cash out, the ball is in your court. You can close out your bet whenever you want to before the game is over. Join FanDuel Sportsbook today with my promo code MILEHIGH. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit. And again, that's guaranteed. My promo code, again, Mile high. You must be 21 years or older and present in Colorado. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. I understand we're giving George Payton maybe a little too much credit here. I get it. He doesn't have a crystal ball. He can't predict the future. But as I asked George at the press conference uh, a couple of days ago, smart general managers don't think in the present. They think in the pres- just in the present. They also think two or three years out. 
he knew that Russell Wilson was unhappy in Seattle. That was a pretty well-known thing in NFL circles. He knew that Aaron Rodgers was unhappy in Green Bay as well. He wanted Pat Sertan on this team. With that, let's say he went for Justin Fields, the guy that a lot of people wanted. How would the Broncos look right now with the way every team in the AFC, not every team, teams in the AFC retooled? Browns getting Deshaun Watson, the Raiders and the Chargers upping their game, Chiefs being the Chiefs. How would they look right now if they had a second-year quarterback in Justin Fields now playing with his second offensive coordinator and his second head coach, and Ronald Darby is the best cornerback on the roster and you really don't have a lot left? How would that look? How good would you feel about the prospects of the Broncos over the next three years? It would all come down to how Justin Fields developed. It would be the big if. Huge. And he would have to develop into Carr, at worst, Herbert or Mahomes. He would have to. He would. That's that's the only hope. And uh, it, it, would, it would be... I mean... They would be clearly ticketed for last place, and everything would be dependent on on how on how Justin Fields did. Now, that being said, you have a cost control quarterback that might lead to some right. different roster decisions. Fair. Um, Very fair. You might have been spending more in free agency, for example. You probably would have had to, because you wouldn't have had anyone yet coming uh, to be on your team because of Justin Fields. Well, I'll give you one guy who would likely be on this roster right now Mm -hmm. is the guy the Chargers got. Right? J.C. Jackson. They would have had to have opened the bank for him. Yeah. What would they have done? Right? Mm -hmm. They would need a corner. They would need a cornerback. They probably would have found a few extra bucks to get Chandler Jones. Yeah. So, but it's amazing that things you can make the case because they got Wilson. Things worked out for the best for the Broncos. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, George Payton does not have a crystal ball, but it has seemed to work out pretty well. By the way, we have some breaking news. All right. I love breaking news. What do we got? Bronco is adding an inside linebacker. Don't even tell me it's Bobby Wagner. No, no, no. Alex Singleton, who... uh, what the Eagles declined to give him a restricted free agent tender, so he became an unrestricted free agent. Uh, led them in tackles the uh, last couple of years, according to Mike Garofalo of NFL Network. One point one million dollars fully guaranteed, another seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in playing time incentives, one year contract for Alex Singleton. So ba- basically, competition for Baron Browning at this point, plus uh, special teams presence if he doesn't beat out Browning. Well, to start. Look, George Payton's not done. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that money have been better spent on a cornerback? You already have. Yeah. You, you already have guys. You're, you already drafted a couple of guys. The determined to improve the special teams as well. So okay. basic. What's interesting is, is that Sing- is Singleton he, a really he, good special teams guy. He is. Okay. He was their special teams captain. Oh. Great. So. I think ultimately that's going to be his value. It's definitely a fringe move. And look, I I don't think he's going to beat out Baron Browning based on what we saw. Right, Browning I th- can be a plus player in coverage. You can bring some pass, pass rush ability. I think he'll do very well working next to Josie Jewell. But it's interesting that uh, since uh, you know George Payton said last said 
last hour they weren't done, and, and of course they restructured Tim Patrick, and they've made moves in the last uh, hour that have basically been kind of on the fringes depth. I mean, you're talking Alex Singleton, mostly special teams. Josh Johnson probably going to be your number two quarterback. Alex, what do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the madness going on within the AFC West. And Tiger Woods is in the news again. Why? Uh, that's coming up next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Everything you ever wanted. One moment. You I'm walking down the aisle with the song for our wedding. Okay. No, listen. Mom's spaghetti, huh? Calm and ready. Palms are sweaty. Then we're going to another song. Yep. Walking down the aisle to the song. We're going to make this wedding epic. That's you'll, how you get it to go viral. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Well, well, make sure you have your phone on you. Uh, whatever. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. SmileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. By the way, uh, Chris Bryant met the media today, and he said something very interesting. Um, he was asked if uh, the Rockies can contend for the playoffs with the roster that is currently constructed, and he said, of course, I've never been on a losing team in my big league career. That's going to change, I think. <laughs> Would you have said that to him at the press conference? No. <laughs> Did you have the chutzpah to do that? Uh, no. Yeah. Because uh, hey, I don't want. I salute his optimism. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of like what Mike Tyson used to say: Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. You're. You know. I was actually saying it today. You know, we we like to joke about the Chargers, right? Oh, they've never won a Super Bowl. Blah blah blah. And then. Then it changes. We can't you can't joke about the Chiefs anymore, right? You used to say, hey, they haven't been to the Super Bowl since the Beatles were together. No. And then they changed that. The Cubs, oh, they haven't won a World Series since 1908. Well, you know, can't say that anymore, right? Every, and, may, and you know what? Maybe the Cubs experience, the fact that he was a part of the Cub sure. team that broke through right. and finally made it the year of the Cub. Yeah. In 2016. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's part of yeah. where his optimism comes yeah, but from. Yeah, they had Theo Epstein running the show, not Bill Schmidt. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, I mean, are you <laughs> going to compare many GMs to Theo Epstein? No. Okay. It's not a knock on Bill Schmidt, but Bill Schmidt hasn't proven anything, and Theo Epstein proved that he could win a World Series in Boston constructing a roster, and then he came to the Cubs. He's yeah. the double streak breaker. I mean, I guess the next stop for him has to be like Cleveland, right? Because they haven't won a World Series since 1948. True. Yeah, there you go. I don't think he's going to do that. But no. Yeah, I can, I can see that. All right, uh, time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. 
just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, we've all been following the wild week that it has been in the AFC West. Uh, I think I saw Mace, you put this out on Twitter. Uh, is this the best division of all time? And if not, what are some of the other uh, best divisions in the history of the NFL? Top to bottom, and I specified top to bottom it is. Because as good as the NFC was in the late 80s, early 90s, you had someone in that division any given year who was lousy. There, it was then the Phoenix Cardinals. They would go like 4-12. and 12. Dallas Cowboys one year when Washington, the Giants, and the Eagles all went 10-6 and six or better. And then... Dallas was down there going one in fifteen, and so that's, it's, it's the fact that the the floor is so high, right? In the in the division, that's why I say top to bottom, it's the best group I've ever seen. By the way, on a side note, there's some other huge. We don't have to do breaking news for it. We have some other huge news coming out of the Cleveland Browns organization. Case Keenum got his one million dollar roster bonus today, and that's it. That's all I got to say. President well done, Alex. Well done. They didn't include him in the deal. Uh, send him back to Houston where no, he plays college days. But they, well, they, they, they have they, Davis Mills. They, they shouldn't include him in the deal because I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be starting the season with them. Yeah, that's true. He's going to be out more than a few games. And that, you know what? We talk about some team being kind of the, the unlucky one that misses the playoffs of these contenders. If Deshaun Watson is serving a six-game suspension, mm-hmm. it'll be Cleveland. They'll be they'll be one of the teams that's looking up at the end and right. is out of the playoffs. Right, right. Maybe they have sacrificed this season. Listen, Case Keenum can get you some wins, but what is yeah. their record and how long is that suspension going? You're to basically be? hoping Keenum, you go 500 with Keenum. Would it be something if he got suspended for the year? Wouldn't that be awesome? It would. Yeah. And then and then the they don't have, they don't have picks. They, they Kevin Sean St- Watson not playing for two years. Kevin Stefanski be pissed as hell. The, because be he, he might, he, because Stefanski, in that case, might not survive with his job to coach Deshaun Watson if that happens. Right. Uh, just in case you missed it, with the Masters three weeks away, People Magazine is reporting that Tiger Woods has set a goal to be the oldest winner at the Masters, which he is working towards attempting at the 2023 Masters when he will be 47 years old. Uh, does Tiger have one more green jacket performance in him after all that he's been through? It'd be one of the most difficult comeback stories of all time if he is able to do this following the wreck that he had. It would be basically a more difficult version of what Ben Hogan pulled off a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, because he got into an accident, right? He, and he was, a, he was in a serious accident, too. But he was younger, much younger when he got in his accident than, than Tiger Woods was. Right. I believe Because wasn't Hogan like in his early 30s? Listen, when there that were, happened, yeah. there are a lot of great young golfers yeah. on the tour. And I'm not suggesting it would top the U.S. Olympic hockey team in 1980, but it would be one of the biggest upsets in sports history if Tiger Woods comes back at his age to win the Masters yeah. after what he has gone through. Yeah, by the way, Ben Hogan was um, 36 when he had his accident. So basically about, about a decade younger yeah. than Tiger Woods was. And that's, and that's the thing, like physically... Tiger, coming back, Tiger will not will not be the big driver, and he, he wasn't even uh, before the accident. But really, he the only way he pulls this off is is being absolutely flawless around the greens and flawless with his wages. I want to read something that is very interesting that I just saw on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. Okay, this coming from Rich Ornberger, a former player with uh, the Patriots, the Cardinals, and the Chargers. Really got to stop and think. 
when you hear this. Okay. Calvin Ridley bet on his team to win with an NFL partner sports book and got suspended for one year. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson is actively facing 22 civil lawsuits of sexual assault and sexual misconduct, and he just got a fully guaranteed deal of $230 million. Something is drastically wrong with the NFL and this world that that is actually 100% true. Yeah, the truth is Watson, look, he's not going to be charged with anything in terms of the criminal court. He should be suspended a year, at least. Listen, I know it's innocent until proven guilty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All 22 women are not lying. They're not. It's the It's the volume. It's like... If, 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 you know, if we're talking about like anything other than a quarterback and you said there are 22 women who are claiming this, I mean, his career would be DOA, right? Yeah. But quarterback. All right. So, yeah, on Twitter last night, I saw some heated discussions between CU Hoop fans and CSU Hoop fans. Uh, CU fans were mocking the, the Rams after their loss to Michigan, saying they won as many games in the tournament as CSU. Uh, do the Buffs have a right to talk smack after getting bounced? In the first round of the NIT? Hell no! <laughs> well, when's, the, when's the last time Colorado made it to Sweet 16? 1969. Okay. You need to stop talking, Buffs fans. CU you and really C- do. CU and CSU literally had their last Sweet 16 appearances in the same year, 1969. And by the way, it was a pared down tournament. Yeah, it was a... It was 32 teams? It was 32 teams. Yeah. So back when only... Yeah. Please. Yeah. Only the conference winners got in. You know what? You're the big brother in town. Everybody recognizes you as the big brother. Act like it. Act like it. If if you are bothered by CSU basketball, you got a real insecurity problem up in mm-hmm. Boulder. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I think they, it was sort of like joking about the Mountain West. The Mountain West went uh, winless. But see, when CU went out there and lost at home to St. Bonaventure, at that point, you just you just shut up. You shut up and lick your wounds. I will. I will not say that Colorado State has a better head basketball coach than CU. I will not say that. But they have a better head coach in football than CU does, and he was probably a lot cheaper too. That's going to do it for us. How do you like that for a parting shot? That's pretty good. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Hey, you too. Uh, Nolan, great job today as always. Same with you, Alex. Good job running the board. Mace, make it the best possible weekend you can. You too. And I'll try and do the same thing.